know that bougie auntie and uncle? The ones that laugh real loud. Ain't got no kids. And always seem ready to turn up. And throw down. Simultaneously. simultaneously. In the name of black queer excellence. That's us. I'm Ollie. I'm Lena. And this is Speak, Speak on, on That. It's over and done. But the heartache moves on. Inside. And who is the one you're clinging to instead of me tonight? And where are you now? Now that I need you, tears on my pillow. Wherever you go, go, cry me me a river that leads to your ocean. You'll never see me fall apart in the words of a broken heart. It's just emotions taking me over, heartache and sorrow lost in the song. And if you don't come back, come Come home to me, darling. Don't you know there's no nobody left in this world? Only time. Don't you know that nobody left in this world? Kiss goodnight. Kiss goodnight. And I. There's two reasons I chose that song. First reason. First reason. Congratulations to Kelly Rowland being pregnant. (gasps) Yeah. Isn't that? I don't know why I woke up to that news and I was like, same. Aww. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. Oh my god, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. Yeah, it was just nice. I was like, oh, I, yeah. oh, I just, oh, just aw. Mm-hmm. And um, the second reason I chose that song, it felt very fitting because I am full of emotions right now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, just everything going on in the world right now, everything happening. And I, was, yeah. I actually don't even know why that song was even playing in my head today, but I was like, oh, look at that. It's a little sign mm. from God. So here we are. Like, let week. it out. That's right. Let it out, child. Let, let it, out. it out. But we are back, mm. y'all, in your ears another week of Speak on That. How are you doing? Oof, I'm, I'm, I'm not bad. Mm. Yeah, that's, mm. yeah. I'm okay, not bad. okay. I know it's been How like a you? bit of a transition week for you. It's been a lot, yeah. Yeah, like just things, things moving from lots one place to the next. Parts, <laughs> lots of lots of, you know. Yeah. Lots the, of hustle and bustle. That's it. That's the sort of thing that, yes. Yeah. That yeah puts us. You know, I'm I am doing I'm doing okay. I'm doing you know I'm as I was saying earlier, I'm surviving and I'm thriving mm-hmm, <laughs> or attempting mm-hmm. to. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just okay. thinking like a lot. I've been thinking a lot, which is why like this this episode or I guess this topic is how it kind of came to fruition for us. As I've been thinking a lot lately about where we are in this moment of time and again kind of as the seasons change and moods alter and energy shifts I've just been feeling a lot of feelings and Mm -hmm. but then a lot of them I realized were and continue to be about race 
like race related and yeah just thinking about where we're going with this entire movement that we're in right now as a whole like as a whole culture mm-hmm. as a whole society and also how you and I can be a part of contributing and continuing that conversation and moving that needle forward as well mm-hmm. um I'll admit like given all of this it's been hard for me not to harbor like you know feelings of resentment or anger because really like as I even I'm saying this out loud (laughs) it's like (laughs) I say this for every single marginalized person out there that rage is justified under oppression that's just real absolutely yeah and um like we are constantly the ones that continue to have to do the work and mm-hmm. we're the ones that continue to do the teaching and and that's okay like i'm i'm not i'm i'm good you know i'm not, i'm not saying that that's why i'm feeling what i'm feeling i'm just saying sometimes we get tired but so many of us have accumulated so much pain and hurt and trauma mm-hmm. and are still so patient yeah and, and that's mm. like that can honestly I feel like that can only last so long I truly Mm. I don't believe it's healthy I feel like it's something that's encouraged when it comes to racism Mm. and like tolerating racism Mm. because um you know white people but (laughs) I feel like in any other circumstance it's not healthy like Mm. it's not healthy to just let things happen and then hold in your anger or like suppress like suppressed emotions are never good yeah in any way anger is also an emotion absolutely so absolutely and that's that's a good point and it's with that being said there's something that i've also been trying to wrap my head around because as i just said like i i want us to provide you know a voice to this conversation as we continue to do every single week like everything we speak Mm -hmm. to or about is um, for the hope and the progression of Black lives. But I think there's a part of me that's also learning how, how, like, how I feel isn't always the most persuasive argument. And I can't, mm. like, I can't succumb to lovelessness or hopelessness because when, when you do that, you poison both yourself and you poison your community. Yeah, so I'm really yeah, just like, okay, true. like Ollie, like you have, you, you could be down and out, but rise above because, you know, like, you, mm. like there's a lot of work to do is what I'm trying to say. Like, and all of this is to say is like, it, this is what got me thinking about what we're going to talk about today, which is anti-racism and mm-hmm. how anti-racism is a term that has been being tossed around, you know, kind of at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter uprising. And really anti-racism just asked the question, like, do you identify as simply not a racist or are you anti-racist that's the mm-hmm. the root question the latter obviously being the more or greater magnitude yeah um and i think a lot of people need to ask themselves that and need to continue to face that question more often than not in hopes if we really do believe in the um, progression and liberation of um, black and indigenous lives and here in our own backyard in canada Mm-hmm. Right here. Um, so I came across this article or this piece titled 10 Keys to Everyday Anti-Racism, which was written by two women of color, Kirsten Ivy Colson and Lynn Turner. 
So what they did is they compiled through the works of academic scholars, um, kind of a resource or a tool in order to give people a greater understanding as to how to practice and apply anti-racism into your life daily. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. And I I know it's not all encompassing. Like, you know, like sometimes you'll read articles on, I don't know, things that's just like 10 things to lead a better life or da-da-da. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't quite like that. It was a little bit more like, more tangible, I guess. Um, Yeah. And And like broad. Broad, exactly. So to make it accessible as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And it also did a a great job of providing a space of bringing mindfulness to the the topic of anti-racism. Um, so I thought it'd be cool for us for to go through the 10 keys and kind of dissect and talk through all of them, mm-hmm. which is what we go and do. Um, but before now, I'm even thinking as I was talking right there, I was like even thinking before we even start. I do want to say our approach to so many things being two black people is mm-hmm. the uplifting and the, and the liberation of black people, right? Like that's yeah. what we, that's what we want to do. That's what we, like, we're trying to create. That's where we're trying to focus on. Yeah, energy, really. absolutely. And you, you, nobody, nobody can really blame us for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to ensure listeners that in hearing this, I'm hoping that this can apply to every other racialized group out there, like indigenous people, brown people, Asian people, mm-hmm. we ride with you, you know, like we, we were in this for you too like you know like this is yeah (laughs) we are especially oh my gosh here in Canada the stories that have been coming out oh my gosh honestly it's like it's breaking my heart it's like it's kind of like that reawakening right like Mm -hmm. and, and it's weird too because we're kind of like now we're going into the archives of what has been happening and we again we we knew this it's like we knew this mm-hmm. on the surface level um and now we're really like diving deep into how impacted indigenous lives have been in this very yeah. country and just how blatant it's been it's like blatant how it's really and like again it's a thing that we've we've known we've known oh, because it's not like it's Listen, Ooh. you white people, you're not slick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really make it hard to see who you like and who you don't like. So, like, yeah, we we noticed mm-hmm. a thing or two, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's with the most recent story um, with I don't remember her last name, especially than E, but her first name is Joyce mm-hmm. um, in Quebec. Like with mm-hmm. that, I'm like, this is so again, like just that deep like in your face racism that literally leads to death yeah like that like just and it within a healthcare system that is again meant to serve and protect like exactly exactly um, care like those are the words that are you know kind of adopted into into that so it's wild to think it's just yeah it's tragic, really, it but... truly is because this stuff is so preventable and mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna clock myself here too and just like approach this as, as as a student as well and just being like listen we all have habits that we have to unlearn every single one of yeah. us do me yeah. included right like mm-hmm. i'm like okay like how 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 can i unlearn some of those things that have been kind of indoctrinated into me when it comes to other races mm-hmm. when it comes to my 
own race listen like some like being you know young and like and conditioned and it can mess not mess you up but like you you just you think you what you're learning is the ultimate truth when it not it, yeah. it isn't always right so just yeah. kind of unlearning the things that we've um been told and mm -hmm. trying to understand on a greater you know level yeah, just, yeah just as to how um how all of this stuff works you know it's, it's yeah And it's especially hard when it's like you've been told this thing that you you take as truth, you take as who them them Wi-Fi signals. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a there's a storm or something. You know, as <laughs> I said, the, signal, the moods are shifting. The moods are shifting. <laughs> Honestly, listen, I need to look into these planets I'll because I know they're doing you. something. <laughs> but maybe that was a sign that we should like just get into it so yeah yeah <laughs> let's do that let's do that so the first of the 10 uh keys to learn or keys to everyday anti-racism the first one is mm -hmm. education so a scholar uh Ibram x kendi writes um on anti-racism he argues that the heart of racism is denial you cannot acknowledge or change that which you deny or choose not to see thus mm -hmm. the first step toward dismantling racism is breaking through that denial by educating oneself about the history of the black experience so that's pretty like spot on obviously yeah right? like I don't even like I really don't even know if I have anything to add just because education is the foundation of anything Mm -hmm. before you can learn or know I mean before you can know about anything you have to want to learn about it exactly and, and if you don't want to learn about it then you're not <laughs> like <laughs> you're not gonna learn about it and that's I feel like that's the issue that's it yeah <laughs> it leaves no there's no room to go it's like if yeah. you don't want to learn then we're kind of stuck yeah it's like oof I actually was talking about that to my sister um I can't remember which sister, but it doesn't matter. Um, we were talking about, like, movies that, and, like, TV shows that were, like, people got really hype about, but we couldn't watch. Um, one of them, for her, was When They See Us. Mm. Um, and she's like, I couldn't watch it because, she's like, people were hyping it, and people were saying, like, all these things about it, but they were also saying it was really, like, intense and hard to watch. And so I just couldn't do it. And I was like, I watched it and I, I would suggest that you not watch it mm -hmm. unless you're ready to be sad and fucked up mm -hmm. for days. Like, I'm like, I was, I was messed up for, for over a week. I was messed up and just like, and especially because I watched it all in one sitting. Oof. I too could not watch it. Like, it, yeah. And I, it, I think I started it and I got less than I'm not even lying to you, less than one minute in. Like, I think it was 42 seconds, and I was like, oof. Like, oh, I wow. just, yeah, because like, I, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to be triggered by this. Um, and it's frustrating because I can see how important of a piece um, of television, or, or like of art that is, like it is mm -hmm. so vital. And I would like, oh man, but it was just, it, you know, some things just hit a little bit too close. And But that's the thing, mm. like we were saying how, because she was like, I couldn't watch that. And she couldn't watch, like, um, there's a couple of others she named, I can't remember. But um, when we were talking about it, we we're kind of like, I'm like, I watched it and I, it was really, really good. It was very, very traumatizing for me and it was very, very triggering for me to watch. Mm. 
that being said, it was very good. But also, I don't like we kind of came to the conclusion that like, a lot of this art is not for us. Yeah. <clears throat> like we already know that part. we already know what, like, I didn't have to see the whole movie and watch it all acted out for me to understand and believe what what happened like I didn't have to I didn't I didn't have to do that I already knew I had heard about it before I there are some details that I didn't know but like had somebody just told me that I'd be like yeah sounds legit Mm -hmm. but like I didn't I there's a lot of things where we don't have to watch those things for us to get it. Yeah. White people might need to watch those things for them to get it. The issue with that is that a lot of times they don't. Mm-hmm. Because when you go into like Netflix or whatever streaming service and you look under like black stories or like Black Lives Matter or whatever, it's a lot of it is a lot slavery. of it is surrounded. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's surrounding slavery, it's surrounding mm-hmm. racism, it's like all of the stories have something to do with like just like the racial struggle of black people mm-hmm. and it's like they kind of they almost frame it i feel like the media kind of frames it as if it's for us but when you really think about it it's not i at agree all. i've at always all. held on to that argument as well being like i know it's you know um created by a black woman ava duvernay i know it's mm-hmm. you know a majority uh, black cast and that's great but it was like at the end mm-hmm. of the day though the lesson that was at hand is not for black people we know what that experience is like we understand yeah. that we empathize very clearly with not even empathize sorry um we feel that in you know kind of in the makeup of who we are very clearly um yeah. that lesson really is like for you know um non-black poc as well and and, and white people yeah. just to really understand like j- just how structural racism Mm -hmm. can be like it's just it's not even as as um overt as being called the n-word or it's not even overt as not getting the job like some you put Mm -hmm. in you can be put in jail for a crime you did not commit yeah you know based on the color of your skin and i want to just quickly um talk to about we were talking about you know the treatment of indigenous folk here in canada and I was reading something earlier today, and it was talking about how the healthcare system has failed so many Indigenous people mm-hmm. to the point where before they even go to a hospital or a healthcare unit, whatever it may be, they're mm-hmm. kind of already like they're thinking of ways to get around the roadblocks that they know they'll be faced mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, or they won't even go altogether. That again yeah. is structural racism, like that, is, uh, and systemic yeah. racism as well. Like that is just mm-hmm. straight. Like there's no way to. How could you look at that and call it anything else, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, and that's the thing that also people don't realize that a lot of people of color have to go through. Like it's one of those small things that, like, I guess, like we are kind of like used to mm-hmm. it because it's just that's the reality we live in, but people don't realize that like it's the same thing as um like when you go for like a job interview or whatever and you're Mm. like I hope they're not racist like things like that where you're like how can I I have to wear my hair a certain way so I don't like you know seem too like aggressive and I have to like all like just all of that where a lot of people will go and that was the thing that I cut for a long time I thought that people just that was just a thing across the board for people Mm. in general but not to that same extent 
Mm-hmm. And when I realized that it wasn't to that same extent for like white people, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> mm. hold up. This is wait a minute. Cause like, it's, I'm like, this is not, this is not fair. Like the amount of times that I have to like, r- like change my outfit and like cha- decide like whether I should wear my regular hoop earrings that I wear on a daily, or if I should just wear small studs mm. or like if I should put on a wig or whatever, if I should wear my, if it's okay for me to wear my hair natural, like things like that go through your head. And it's like, we don't have the luxury of just being able to go live life without having to like pick apart the possibility of someone being racist and that affecting us directly. Yeah. That that's yeah. Thousand percent. Even in dating. Like it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, and this is why we're saying that like these stories are not for us. Mm. We know already, Mm -hmm. we are already educated in that because we live it. Mm. Other people are not. And those people are the ones that need to be watching these movies those are the people that need to be watching the selmas and the when they see us and the mm-hmm. the hate you give mm-hmm. and all of that like yeah. they need to be watching these things and realize that it, this is not a one-off this story is not being told as like oh this one thing happened this one time and it was wild it's a story about things that happen continuously over and over again over generations mm-hmm. yeah. like and will not stop until we face it we just yeah yeah if you're not if you cannot admit it that there's no way we're going to eradicate it yes but yeah education 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 and that's going to transition what you just said very nicely into the second point um or the second key which is intention so intention Mm -hmm. in the way this reads anti-racism is a way of life Like starting any new habit, anti-racism requires a conscious decision to pursue it as a goal and a way of being. Intention brings mindful presence and awareness to what we say and what we do. Um, And I like I just want to add to that, that this is definitely intention is the gateway to real intangible growth within oneself. Like if you're willing to be mindful and, you know, and and mindful and, and I guess thoughtful with every word and every action you choose that that's the sort of things that will actually make tangible change within yourself and within your communities. Yeah. And that's, that's my thing on intention is just being mindful. Mm -hmm. And realize that like your, I feel like intention also kind of touches on um, thinking about how your, actions are going to like the effect of your actions Mm -hmm. so like you can have a certain intention but if the act if the effect of that intention is not received the way that you or is not going to be what you're aiming for like I feel like being intentional with your anti-racism is taking that into account that's so important Lena it's so important because how many times have we heard well, I didn't intend to do that. I didn't mean to do that. That's not what I meant when I said that. Yeah. That part right there, like you have to be intentional yeah. in everything you say and do there. Because yeah, like as soon as you say, I didn't mean to, da, 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 well, then you've just scraped intention off your board. Exactly. Yeah. And now we got to start back at education. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now we're starting back from square one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's a, that's a really, really good point. Totally agree. But 
Yeah, intention is huge. Number mm-hmm. three is courage. Ooh. Now, I see this, I this is a big one. And I, I low-key feel like this is where a lot of people can drop the ball. And I but, feel, yeah. You know, but also like, it's funny because I'm even thinking that, like they can drop the ball, but not intentionally, which leads, which thinks mm-hmm. back to the, the last point. But drop the ball because they don't want to say the wrong thing or they don't want to feel they're in the right space or mm. what, or whatever it may be. Um, but like, let's let's not get it twisted. Courage is not synonymous with any of those things, with fear. Yeah. With, like it, or, or saying or doing the wrong thing, da 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 like it truly takes courage to sit with the discomfort of mm-hmm. calling something or someone out when you see or hear it. Yeah. That takes courage. Like nobody, like we've said this time and time again, but nobody said this stuff is comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, it truly takes courage to admit the years and years of harmful wrongdoing. Um, I'm not saying go back and I'm not saying, sorry, go back and rectify every situation in which you you know, have been in where you didn't stand up. But I am saying Unless you can you start so now. Compelled. Yeah, please, <laughs> listen. If you feel, please do. Like, Go right I, on ahead. <laughs> you can certainly start somewhere, right? And it's like, yeah. I mean, I think to myself, I'm going to like, again, if this is, I'm calling myself out. Like, I can think um, of situations where, yeah, like something was said or done that I should have piped up and I, yeah. I didn't, you know? Yeah. And that, that but that's not an excuse, Mm-hmm. That is by no means an excuse. It's like it takes a lot of courage to step up and be like, you know what? For 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 the greater good of society and culture and humanity, I'm gonna stand up to these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. whether it's you know, and I'm not saying like, but whether it's my friends or my employers or my um family, whatever. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. I'm just talking hypothetically, but like. I, like, let me say this because maybe this will land or maybe it'll stick. And if it doesn't, I can't say I didn't try. Exactly. That's all. Anything you got to say on courage? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> of course. <There> of course. <laughs> um, so that made me think of um, sometime earlier in the summer, me and my sister and some other locals in this town um we went to go speak to one of the or the the principal of all of our old high schools Mm. and mind you like we've been graduated (laughs) like we've been (laughs) we've been out of high school for time um but because we had there was like a black lives matter rally a few weeks prior and i think i know i mentioned her by name um and i think one other person did as well and several people mentioned the school itself. So with that, we, we finally had a meeting with her and kind of talked to her about um, just our experiences, some experiences of the people that we met during the rally, some um, things that we know are still happening in the school, or we know that are still like, for instance, they were still reading To Kill a Mockingbird. And I'm like, is this really... (laughs) Like, and then doing that, like, popcorn thing where it's, like, one student reads and then names another student that Mm -hmm. reads. And then they're, like, oh, yeah, you can say the N-word if you're reading it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So, all of that type of stuff. And I remember at some point um, she mentioned something about how there are certain things that she'll get. She'll be afraid to say anything because she feels like it's not her place. 
or she feels like she's not knowledgeable enough on the topic to really say much. And I, my response to that was pretty much like, I understand how it can be scary. I understand how it can be uncomfortable. I understand how it can be like, it, it's not, you'll feel a way about doing it. You'll feel a way about stepping up and saying something in certain situations or bringing it up in, in like conversation in school or whatever, bringing it up to the class. You'll feel a way about that, but just know that these kids, these kids of color that are going to your school are having these conversations and it's uncomfortable for them too. It's more uncomfortable for them and they don't have a choice Absolutely. to do it. And you're an adult. So like you, <laughs> as a grown ass woman, should have the courage to just step up and do it. Like oh, even if you're yeah. afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing, that's fine because you can come in and you can, you can have the disclaimer that you're like, I don't know all about this, but I'm still learning. You can say that yes. because the education part never ends. <clears throat> oh, the education part goes call. on through all good of call. this. So you can admit that you're still learning and stand up and say something still mm -hmm. because you sitting down and doing nothing doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. You having the education in your head and not saying anything about it. When you see the shit happen, you being too scared to say mm -hmm. anything like that. Do you understand how that's not helping? <laughs> like oh, do you understand man. how that's not doing anything? Yeah. What is the point of getting all this education if you're not going to share it? <laughs> like, Hey, good, good, yeah. For what then? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? If it's yeah. not, if it's not going to be for the greater good. Yeah, but it's not. It just like I want to emphasize that it's like it's not like this is such a comfortable topic for us to talk about oh, either. Thank you, thank you. We are not just sitting here like <laughs> I love talking. I mean, I do love talking about racism, yeah. but that's me specifically because I like to call people out, and I find that that is the place where I get to call people out the most. Yeah. <laughs> That being said, like, I don't, I also like to be prepared for those conversations. I also like to have those conversations with people that I already know. I don't want a random coming up to me and say, and not, this has happened, but like, I don't want a random coming up to me to start a conversation about, like, that shit's so uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. I remember so clients used to come and be like, oh, what they did to George Floyd is just, and then ha going on and on about, and I'm like, I'm. I don't want to talk to you. No, about this. I don't want no. To, I don't want to do this at all. Like I want to tap out of this conversation. I'm very uncomfortable mm -hmm. right now. But again, it's like I have. I don't really have a choice. Like these conversations are going to find me regardless. So, if you have a chance to step up and say something, just know that you're taking a little tiny bit of a load off of a person of color's back. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. If just know if you stand up and say something. You are taking a little bit of the load. You're taking a, part of, a little bit of that labor away from somebody mm -hmm. that would have to do it otherwise. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That part right there. That part right there. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Um, moving on to number four, though. Um, individuality. Ooh. So individuality reads, to be anti-racist, it's critical to understand and recognize that BIPOC people have historically been assigned a negative group identity, being labeled lazy, irresponsible, dangerous, and angry. 
realizing that these stereotypes can prevent us from seeing BIPOC as individuals is an important awareness because, according to research, when we view people who are, quote, not like us, unquote, in, term, in terms, sorry, of their own individual tastes and preferences, we feel less threatened by them. Basically, I feel like this is, un, people need to understand, number one, race is no monolith. Not yeah. all Black people are the same. Not all Asian people are the same. Not all Indigenous people are the same. Not all Brown people are the same. And I understand that's how stereotypes work and operate um, mm-hmm. to do that or to, to attempt to do that. But every person from every racialized group can and reserves the right to react to things the way that they see fit. Yeah. Um, like you and I are going to react to things differently. Um, yeah. And, and we have. And we have. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, but that's, that's good. <laughs> it's horrible. Like, at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day, we always have each other to go to, of course, but it's like, at the end of the day, like you cannot expect this, like, and you also can't expect, um, this is really important. I think in like um, the, 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 the grand scheme, when I think about um, access to like boardrooms, when people say like, you know, I want a seat at the table. You can't expect one racialized person to speak for every other, exactly. every other member of that race. Yeah. You know, so being the token Asian individual, being the token black individual, being the token mm-hmm. indigenous, whatever it may be. Um, by, by allowing them a seat at the table, to some degree, I'm going a lot of layers here, a lot of like different avenues here, but by allowing a seat at the table, what we've done is we've established that this person has already met the criteria that meets a, um, um, a majority or a white person's respectability politics. Yeah. So therefore, they're going to have to live up to that expectation. This r- racialized person is going to have to live, mm-hmm. live up to that expectation, but they cannot by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, speak for every other individual in that group. And have you, you know, sometimes yeah. we talk about um, when like a racist commercial gets you know put on the air or something and people are like mm-hmm. how did this get past the boardroom like how did this get yeah. past the drawing room was there not one black person in the room it's like no I'm sure there was but they didn't have, they, they couldn't speak up in the time because that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. or that's like you cannot or accept that one person like- they they might have spoken up and like that part <laughs> it's like the one black person speaks up and then the one like tanned white person is like i think it's fine <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and then they carry on like That's just because so we're true. in the room doesn't mean that we're always given the same respect as everybody else That's doesn't so mean true. we're equal we're treated as equal that is so to true everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like that is it's so unfortunately does not work yeah that way so like that is so true i remember hearing this story about um so bowen yang he's from saturday night live and Mm -hmm. he is the first gay asian um actor to be on snl a comedian to be on snl Hmm. and he was also a writer or he is also a writer i should say but they were pitching this joke or this um sketch and he was like, oh, like, this is like, this is racist. And I should say something. Mm-hmm. And he felt the ways about saying something. So he leaned into his colleague to say something instead, hoping that his mm-hmm. colleague would kind of like take like, hey, just so you guys know. Because sometimes you do that. I mean, you need that yeah. support, right? Um, yeah. And ended up getting to the head writer. They didn't end up airing it anyway, but 
I just remember him telling the story of being like, I didn't want to come across as difficult either or overly sensitive or or overly PC or overly, do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's another thing that we can kind of come across sometimes That is a huge issue, yeah. (laughs) That is one that I struggle with a lot. Me too. Me too. Because, yeah. Because. And especially mm -hmm. like, you know, you don't want to be the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's also, you know... Oh, gosh. Do you have to make everything about race? I do. <laughs> Actually, um, I by really you do. guys doing this racist shit, you made this about race. I'm just responding yeah. to the thing that you made about race. So really, right. you're the problem here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but that stuff, we're like, oh, you're so sensitive. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. like, I, I'm actually not that I am actually right, very sensitive. Right, right. But oh. not, but like, it is justified. And I'm sensitive, yeah, and so are many other people. And if you're trying to advertise a thing or you're trying to put out an idea out there, then yeah, lots of people, I'm not the most sensitive person in the world, so lots of people <laughs> are going to feel the same way I do. Exactly. So like, maybe pay the fuck attention <laughs> like fuck. just just you know i'm i'm only trying to like if i didn't care i wouldn't have said anything I- exactly but exactly. i'm only trying to just s- protect all of us here or you know mm-hmm. h- help us all mm-hmm. as i said i leader. also <laughs> i also wanted to say that like because you're like not all black people are the same mm. and it's like we are all not the same to the extent that not all black people are black in color there are black people with albinism that are like Mm. just just light 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 Mm -hmm. skinned like but they are still very much black Mm -hmm. so like you can't sit here and try to put us all into one little box because we're not gonna fit in there Mm -hmm. like there's no way we're not going to fit in there and like seeing us like not giving not giving people of color the, their individuality is like saying that because this one guy was like the first gay Asian mm-hmm. comedian on what was it SNL yeah 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 it's like <laughs> that's like coming to the conclusion of like oh I guess like the gay Asians are not that funny (laughs) (laughs) totally it's ridiculous totally it's ridiculous and I feel like that's an excuse that's used so many times of like well we just couldn't find any black people that were this or that yeah we just couldn't find any indigenous people that were this or that you didn't look hard enough oh you didn't look hard enough and also to speak to, to speak to that point that individuality piece is like yeah like just because you know one person can very well drop the ball and should be and should like you know it happens it's life but that Mm. shouldn't ruin it for everybody else that comes up behind them but we don't we don't we don't that's so hard because it's like i feel like that i don't have that mindset like oh i'm allowed to mess up or i'm allowed to Uh, i I really don't like i feel like i'm constantly not i'm right like it's representing for every single black woman that comes after me is what is that's the feeling that i have Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of pressure and it's it's unreasonable and it stresses me out and it gives me anxiety but it's like that's just again society has shown me that that's a lot of people do think that way yeah yeah it's not right it's not okay but but it is what it currently is so exactly, yeah and we're trying to we're, exactly we are fighting to shift away from that definitely yeah but which is why like every single job i do i'm like i have to do this mm-hmm. like i 
I like I go above and beyond in any way that I can mm-hmm. to the point that it's like they're like this girl lacks boundaries mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yes and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but next time a black girl applies to this job though y'all probably go hire her right yeah you are <laughs> I like love that. Like we, it's like we have to be the best because we're representing absolutely. all of us. Absolutely, and that's so unfair. It's so, it is very unfair because that is a lot of. It's a very heavy burden to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard countless stories, especially in media, of mm-hmm. um, of black people or people of color kind of being like, I, I had to get it right my first bat. Otherwise, mm. like I wouldn't be given a second, third, fourth chance. Yeah. Like it, there's always, and it's when you think about it, it's it's very true. It's like, you know, I'm I, I'm failing to think of examples off the top of my head, but it's it's kind of like the way that we critique um, black art or Asian art or um, brown art. It, it it like if if it's not good, it's it's very all encompassing that none of it is good. Yeah, and, exactly. Right? But like, how many? I mean, Adam Sandler, how many movies on Netflix can he have that, like, mm. flaw? And that's, I don't know if that's a good example or not. Like, I really don't know much about Adam Sandler, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. Like, there's so many white counterparts that get countless, countless mm-hmm. opportunities. Mm-hmm. To, to And, you know, Look at can... what's her face, that fucking Twilight girl oh, who can't even act. Oh, my goodness. But don't, she's still getting casted Do not even things. get me started on, like, do, don't. Mm-mm-mm. let's it's move ridiculous. right along because I, we could rant, <laughs> I could go off not. I could go off on like <laughs> that one is always mm, okay okay yeah. number yep. five mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord is <laughs> humanity mm. um so humanity as uh philosopher Michelle Mays Mays I think I'm saying her last name, but I hope I am. She argues that the process of dehumanization demonizes, and I quote, the enemy, making them seem less than human and hence not worthy of humane treatment, end quote. The result, which is framing of good versus evil. Mm. See, now that part right there is how we got Mm. to where we are is creating that good versus evil narrative. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how we're here. So it's so vital to understanding that this conditioning and how it's taught everywhere. And I mean, it's taught everywhere. It's, it's taught in storytelling and films. It's at school. We were just talking on the phone before this, just kind of like about how young, you know, we got to start young or like nip yeah. it young. Um, and we have to push back on those narratives and challenge them. Like, mm-hmm. because like that is how we got here is, is not, not humanizing people mm-hmm. of color. Yeah, Exactly. Um, I was trying to think of, there was something that I watched or listened to. Oh, right. It was a podcast about um, the Tuskegee experiment. Okay. Where they, like, I guess they didn't, apparently, they didn't actually inject people with syphilis that time they have done that other times oh but this my. time they didn't yeah that's something that they've done other times but this time they didn't inject people with syphilis they just found people that already had syphilis and then they were like pretty much the 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 point of the study was like what does syphilis do to the body when it's untreated so they found a bunch of people with syphilis um all black Oof. they found some that didn't have syphilis also black 
and they proceeded to give them no treatment or they give them something that was like that they said was treatment but then they didn't um but like it wasn't Mm. and then even when there was a cure found they were still not given treatment and this went on for i think like 50 60 70 years before like it fully just came out and like the excuse was kind of like we've been doing this for too long for us to stop now Mm. and like basically it was like they were treating these people like i think there's a quote even where one of the one of the uh doctors or like researchers involved said something about how they're they're like cadavers they're like walking cadavers pretty much because they're like we're just really keeping track of them and waiting for them to die so we can see what this virus does to the body and mind you like this is like this was passed on for generations like does it people like it was all oh god yeah and i guess part of the justification of it was that because they did not tell these people that they had syphilis and they did not tell these people oh you're kidding that yeah no they tested them for it they found some that had it and they did not tell them that they had it they just said they used the term bad blood which was like at the time was used literally anything any any ailment that you had they'd say you have bad blood that's why they do that whole bloodletting thing where they like you know cut cut you and like let some blood leak out Oof. so like it's supposed to like refresh you or whatever mm-hmm. anyways um that was a long little like history lesson thing but my point is that um they justified this by saying that one they're like we used we they're like it wasn't a racist thing it just happens that at the time there were communities where syphilis was running rampant and most of those communities were black communities. And so that then fed the idea that like black people are like super sexual and promiscuous and just, Mm. you know, so that kind of gave that like fed that ideology Because, like, why else would so many have syphilis if they were not just fucking everyone? Uh Uh-huh. So there was that. And then they were like, okay, when they were questioned about why they were not, like, told what the study was. And even when a cure did come, when they were, like, when they did figure out a cure, why they were not given the option to take, to get medication. Um, And the justification for that was that they are not they're like these these blacks are not educated they most of them have Mm. like a maybe like fifth grade sixth grade education so even if we were to tell them that they have syphilis they wouldn't even know what that was and it's like who most people that get diagnosed with things a lot of times they don't know what the thing is until they're diagnosed with it. <laughs> In the, and then the doctor, who is a doctor and knows, would explain to them, this is what this is, this is how you get it, this is how we treat it, these are your options. But because they treated these people like they were just like fucking idiots, they're like, they're not educated enough to understand anyway. So it doesn't, like, there's no point in explaining to them what we're doing. There's no point in letting them know. There's no point in giving them the option because even if given the option, black people don't trust doctors anyway. So they're not mm-hmm. even going to take the medication in the first place. And it's like, 
you're saying black people don't trust doctors as you're saying that you're like <laughs> you are literally the reason <laughs> you're literally it's you are exactly why black people do not like this this whole situation yeah. played a he, like already before that black people didn't trust doctors but this situation just added to that so it's like you're you're not it's like the 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 ideas that are like used to perpetuate this like dehumanization of black people run so deep and when i say they run deep i don't even mean like in history or whatever or like in people's psyche but like well yeah i guess in people's psyche because like these were educated people these were doctors Mm. these were like people at the top of the medical field and this was the way that they were thinking about these human beings like this is the this is the verbiage that was being used and when i say like i'm some of what I'm saying, like the, the cadaver thing, that was a direct, that, that's a quote. Mm. Like that is the word, they, it was written out and the podcast I was listening to about it, they're like, we read this, that doctor whoever wrote out. Wow. And it's like, just <clears throat> like p- educated people. Yeah. I don't know. People that are like, it's <laughs> like, uh, like that's like, like uh, just on the, on that topic of like, does it get any more dehumanizing than that exactly like exactly like you're not seeing this this person has a family this person has a wife that they probably like transmitted this disease to this person has kids that were probably like there were kids born with syphilis because of this study Mm. like they it went on for several several decades Wow! Like to the point that, like the people that started it, by the time it had it came out, the people that had started it were all died off. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So it's like again, this is hit, like this when you is, don't yeah. see people oh. as human, that's what happens. Yes. And again, <clears throat> bringing it back to like even um, the indigenous woman that was was killed mm-hmm. in Quebec, they were not seeing her as a human no, being. No, they weren't. And I believe they literally even, they, the words, again, the words they were using implied that she was less than human. Yeah. So, like, this, de- I feel like the, like, the humanity thing is really, like, that's a huge one because that's where we get to the point of, like, um, even with, like, the Central Park Five where it's, like, people are like, yeah, the, of course these black kids did it. Of course they did because they're animals because they're not, like, yes. you know, they're not, like, just thinking that that we are just inherently evil yes that good or versus like evil that, yes, exactly yes, yes. and then which then makes people think that whatever may happen to us is somehow deserved which is why when somebody gets shot by the police for no fucking reason they're like well in grade seven they were expelled <laughs> because they cheated on this test yeah. and well you know like one time they had they have like unpaid parking tickets yeah. and like stupid shit like that because they're like yeah they deserve it because they were yeah, a shit person. looking for those reasons looking yeah looking look, look exactly. any excuse to justify murder any excuse yeah. to justify you know just these heinous dehumanizing actions like mm-hmm. for, for black bodies to be treated and, and indigenous bodies to be treated like animals like really that's that's yeah. really what what this is and it's like yeah like i'm like man it's like yeah Yeah. that's how we got here and how we're gonna get out of it is facing it head on and understanding Mm -hmm. as you were saying like we are people first yeah people first with families 
<laughs> and anytime people say <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> i when people are like there's only one race the human <laughs> yeah. race and i'm like y'all say that and then treat us like less oh, than human exactly. so you can like yeah. shut the no, fuck no, no, up no 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 don't even say that bullshit yeah. i don't want to hear, hear it either because again we're we're literally talking about how you need to humanize us because you have been dehumanizing us for so mm-hmm. many centuries. And you want to sit here and be like the human race. Are we a part of that? <laughs> because like the way y'all are acting, it doesn't Don't seem like we're a part like of that. It. So like, that's exactly what we're yeah. saying. Like, ugh, yeah, it's frustrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, yeah. I, I think you did a really great job of just honing in on that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to leave it right there because that was, that was it. That was all that it. Was no, no, that was it. Sorry no, to go in on you for that. That was like, they, yeah, that, yeah, oof, that was just humanize us. That's all. That's mm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six is anti-racist work. So in this context, anti-racist is a verb. So defined by the action one is taking. An anti-racist is one who, and, sorry, and I quote, one who is supporting an anti-racist policy through their actions or expressing an anti-racist idea. So to be anti-racist, one must actively work to create anti-racist policies. One must engage the world, seeing all racial groups as equals and intentionally promote equity, anti-racist support policies and reduce racial inequality. So Hmm. that pretty much like kind of speaks for itself, but I think that's a great, a great starting point here would be Mm. our education system and our curriculums that are in place, at least when we were in elementary, like Mm -hmm. understanding Canada's own history when it comes to indigenous people and teaching that at a young age, like not the glorified version. I'm talking like the Mm -hmm. real history. Like I think that's where, because again, it starts, it just starts so young when you condition young people to to, to think that like, (laughs) I don't know, like this land is yours. It's like, it just, This land is your land. <laughs> it, it perpetuates that idea that like, oh my gosh, like again, back to that initial, I can't remember um, in which one, but we were talking about how it perpetuates, oh, the individuality, um, the stereotypes about, you know, lazy and yeah, um, so on and so forth, whatever. Like it's, yeah, if we can really teach that stuff at a young age and really give the authentic, mm-hmm. true history Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I'm, I I want to argue that we could get somewhere. I feel like we could, yeah. Because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of things that I learned in school about Indigenous people specifically that was very very not okay to be taught at in all. schools at all. And like literally, it was something that like in my young age, I was just like, yeah. Well, okay, that's what I was sure. saying initially. It's like, what you how do, you at a young age, you're not going to challenge that. Exactly. Every, everything you exactly. were taught is thought to be true. So of course you're not yeah. gonna. That's. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. And it's like it was literally until I like actually met Indigenous people, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so y'all not so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like y'all just y'all just regular. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> just people. Just people. Just chilling. Yeah. I'm like I was like just just people. Yeah. So I'm like weird that they had said things. And again, like a lot of the things that I learned even just in passing, like in life. And then though, like a lot of things that, for instance, when they're like, oh, indigenous people have to pay taxes. That's not, that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Like they, 
are they don't have to pay taxes if they live in a specific area if they live in and i and like honestly i don't quote me on this because i'm not 100 sure but i know that that statement alone is untrue and there's a lot of like red tape around it where it's like if you keep to this area that we are also keeping underfunded and that we are like not really we're making sure that you this this area can't really progress so if you stay there in this non-progressive area Mm -hmm. then you don't have to pay taxes Mm -hmm. if you stay there and you live there and you work there then you don't have to pay taxes Mm. but it's like if you step out of that for whatever reason then you like then you're just like the rest of us Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's not like a thing where it's like oh you're you're indigenous so you don't have to no that's not how any of that works that's not how that works and yet that's what we're taught to think and it's like what why and I remember being like I don't understand what and again this is me like this is me admitting when I was stupid absolutely and because I was absolutely and because I am absolutely still I feel you. just in different ways but yeah, no, not yeah, in this way now. anymore yep. because yeah but I remember there was a time where I was like I just don't understand why more indigenous people don't go to post-secondary school like the schools should be filled with indigenous people because they get to go to post-secondary for free now like this is their country they get that right they get to go to for free like the government pays for it or whatever and it's like no (laughs) that's no that's not how that works either (laughs) so true which white motherfucker told me that I'm like, you really tried Where it. Where did I learn you that really exactly? Exactly. Tried to pit us against each other. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but yeah, not how no. it works. And yet, these are things that people just think. In, like, the average person on the street probably thinks that one of those two statements is true. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I totally agree. I yeah. Totally agree. Like, you could pick a random yeah. and they'd be like, yeah. Exactly. And it's. It's not. And there's so much, there's so many layers to it, especially like when you think about, when you think about the actual history and then you think about like, again, the, the laws. So it's like very systemic for it to be just to keep, to keep them down. Mm. Like the treaties that were signed, like when you actually hear about the true history, it's like, it all starts to kind of make sense. Yes as to why we are where we are they are mad. yes exactly yes, like yes. i'm like y'all got the uh, right absolute right to be mad yeah, absolutely i'm right. mad for you i'm mad for me i'm mad for mm-hmm. all of us come on now and like we need to do something come on now to fix come this on now. Yep. but it's not going to happen if we don't actually like dig deep like we need to get to the root yes, of it completely completely and again a big part of that you got you just gotta face it you can't deny yeah. it. You can't excuse it. You can't glorify it. You can't romanticize it. You just gotta don't face be a, it. Like don't be a ball sack <laughs> and be too scared to look it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh sensitive God. ass ball sacks. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so good. So good. Um. <clears throat> So the next one, number seven we're on, is um, it is a quality, but I'm going to say a few words in here, which kind of... So 
equality and equity i just want to address that like those two words are going to come up a bit so equality mm-hmm. means giving everyone the same thing obviously equity means giving people what they need in order to reach their best so two separate mm-hmm. things two separate terms but just in case listeners get a little like what why is he saying two you know two separate things yeah but mm-hmm. so number seven is equality and racial mm-hmm. and equity is when two or more racial groups are not standing on approximately equal footing one must hold mm. all groups of people, a color, ethnicity, gender, sexuality, religion, ability, age, and any combination of those as equal. To champion equality is to fight for equity. It is important that corrective action is needed to create that equity. So that's why that one was kind mm-hmm. of confusing because of the two words. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. give people what they need in order to be their best, in order yeah. to... Um, have um, a piece of the pie that's Mm -hmm. all like that's really what it comes down to for me I'm just like again a lot of these conversations that we're having a lot of these discussions a lot of the what you know what what is kind of in the media and what and whatnot right now in is is a fight for that equality but I think a lot of the times people are missing that equity piece um, mm-hmm. And what well actually what you'd said in the previous one will kind of speak to that is like you need to give um, groups of people the access in order to be the best. They're the best versions mm-hmm. of themselves in order to even fight for that equality. So there's so it's just so multi-layered in that sense. And I think yeah, people often just yeah. think, oh, how do you not think you're equal? How do you not think you're equal? It's like, well, number one, we're not. And number two, because yeah. <laughs> like, we're not given the same access to things. We're not given the same privileges. Yeah, exactly. We're not awarded the same benefits. We're not, yeah, like there's just mm. certain things that get in the way of before we can even get equality, we got to get that equity. Mm-hmm. So um i remember a a picture that i saw that was like kind of describing the difference between equality and equity and it was like three people of different heights like let's say like an adult uh adolescent (laughs) (laughs) and then like a child like an actual child And they're like, there's, they're watching like a baseball game over a fence and they all have like a box that is like, I don't know, let's say two feet high. Mm-hmm. So the adults standing on this box that's two feet high can see over the fence clearly because he could have seen over the fence mm-hmm. without the box. The adolescent is like, can almost can just see over it and the child can't see is looking at mm-hmm. fence. So, like, it was saying that that is equality, where everybody gets the same thing. Same box. Yeah, we all get the same two-foot box. But then equity, the picture that, like, described equity was where the adult was standing on the ground because he was able to see over the fence just with his own Mm -hmm. height. The adolescent had, I think, one box and could like just see over the fence. Mm-hmm. And then the child had two boxes so that mm-hmm. he could also just see over the fence. I see. Oh, that's good. So it's like giving some <clears throat> giving everybody the same thing doesn't work if that's not what everybody needs. Exactly. Because then you're just making like you're 
it's like you're 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 pouring water into like a lake yeah. and it's like yeah. the lake already got yeah. water it's good yeah. <laughs> instead of like you know dealing with the desert over mm-hmm. there you're like being like this everybody gets one cup of water mm. and it's like but the lake already is wet mm. like you know like it doesn't it's not it's not the same and i feel like people think that I feel like people think when we talk about like even reparations and stuff like that, it's like people think that it's not fair because it's not equal because white people are not getting any or whatever. But it's like the thing is you already have. Mm -hmm. You already have that like you started you started out with that like with that footing. You started out there and you got there because of like black people's ancestors Mm -hmm. so it does make sense like for when you think of like america which is like one of the superpowers of the world how do you think america got to be one of the superpowers built on the backs of black people exactly that free labor Mm -hmm. that they did not have to pay Mm -hmm. for it was free labor and they benefited from that because who wouldn't benefit from who free wouldn't? labor? You know who wouldn't? The people that are giving the labor <laughs> for free. <laughs> That's who doesn't benefit. That part. So now, hundreds of years later, you'd think with logic, if you take logic into account, it would make sense to then give those people that benefited y'all's ancestors. Mm-hmm a little bit of what they could have had had y'all's ancestors not been shit. Come on. Come on. That's, That's it. it. That's all I gotta say. Say no more. Say no more. Mic drop. Mic <laughs> drop. Let me just leave. That's, that's, that, yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Number eight. Number eight mm. is empathy. Empathy. Ooh, yeah, it. right? So empathy is an umbrella term that describes multiple ways people respond to one another including sharing, thinking about, and caring about others' feelings. And that was a statement that was written by Jamil Zaki, who was the author of a book called The War of Kindness. Um, I don't know if there's much you can do as a human being without empathy. Like, and I mean that in like every way of the world. Empath- like empathy is, not only is empathy such a skill, but it's certainly, I've said this about love before, it's certainly a skill that we can all improve upon over time and continue to master to the best of our abilities. Like, just like, in my mind, like imagine a world where everyone, everyone was empathetic. And do you, Mm. do you, when I thought about that, like imagine a world where everyone was empathetic, I don't, well, there's, you know, to put it in the most blatant terms, there would be no counter to Black Lives Matter. There would be no All Lives Matter. There would be none of that yeah. because people would just empathize with what is happening mm-hmm. in the streets. People would empathize with what's happening to these bodies. People would empathize, you know, like I just think and I think we, we would get to where we need to be a little bit faster if people could empathize. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, that's kind of my spiel on empathy, mm. you know. Um, so I'm going to come in with the negativity as <laughs> usual. <laughs> you're like imagine a world where everybody had empathy and i was like i mean it's already just imagining a world where nobody did (laughs) 
And I'm like, oh, you mean a world full of straight men <laughs> and white people? Is that what you mean? Is that? <laughs> oh my god, um, I love it. Yeah, I had to really stop myself from saying, "Do straight men have that?" <laughs> um, but yeah, besides the point, we're not talking about them today. Um, <laughs> I remember a while ago saying, asking actually the question. Um, I was wondering if the average white person could feel empathy towards black people that they don't know, um, or does it stop at sympathy? Um, And I remember writing, (laughs) so a while ago, I wrote a poem about empathy um, and like the difference between empathy and sympathy. And I found that poem like maybe two weeks ago and I was like did I write this or did I like copy and paste this from somewhere and then it there was like a line that like where I rhymed something about like can with like I'm sorry to that man and I was like oh yes I definitely wrote this <laughs> this me <laughs> yeah that's yeah and I was like oh yeah there she is <laughs> um, but my point in bringing that up is that Um, one of the parts of this poem that I wrote when I was like all in my feelings or whatever was that, um, empathy is like, empathy is when like you fall down and I feel my bones break. Mm -hmm. It's like when like you're upset and it's like my chest hurts Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like it's it's like feeling it's feeling the emotion it's feeling somebody else's emotion like on a different level where like indirectly yeah Yeah. um while i feel like sympathy is more just like oh that's sad (laughs) sorry to that man that must suck yeah (laughs) exactly okay Exactly. <laughs> it's so true, though. Sorry to that man. I think yeah. it was like, I don't know, it's like when you break your legs, I can't stand. Mm-hmm. But then sympathy is just saying, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to that man or something. Yeah. No, I don't know, so whatever. True. I'm actually quite the point. Yeah, um, <laughs> girl, I know. I know. Um, but anyways, so I remember asking that question, like if white people, like if it just stops at sympathy for them, because of there's a series of events that I thought of that made me that kind of made me come to this conclusion. Um, one was that when there's video going around of like people of color being killed or dying slowly on the internet or being like anything like that, like people being attacked in some way Mm. um i find that most of the time the people who have watched it are white people or people that don't share the same race as that person they are the ones that will watch it sometimes they are the ones that will talk about it and the details of what they watched and how hard it was for them to watch and how it's so awful what they did to that person. And it's like, just comparing that to the way that I feel about some of those things and the, some of the conversations I've had 
with other black people and people of color where it's like i i could not watch it mm. and like <clears throat> knowing like and specifically like george floyd like yeah. knowing that that video was going around made every single video a trigger for me mm-hmm. Every time I saw, like, I'd be scrolling through whatever the hell, and every time I saw, like, a picture start moving, I would scroll Absolutely. away from it because I was like, please, I don't want to watch this even by accident. And I know a lot of people that have, like, there are some Black people that I know that, like, watched by accident where it's like they, like, and that, that's what happened with um, Philando Castile. I watched that video by accident because I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a play or mm. something. And then I was like, oh shit, is this, oh fuck. I'm like, did I just watch this mm-hmm. then? Die? And I like, I wanted to throw up. Like it was like, just like the way, again, like the effect that that has on me and the effect that I've had, that I've seen it have on other people of color is like, so different than the effect that I've seen some white people come at mm-hmm. it with where again, they'll like describe it like, like a gory movie or something like that. And it's like, for me, I'm like, this is like literally shit. Like I could cry right now. <laughs> literally like yeah. just thinking about it. Cause I'm like, it's just like, it's again, like I remember even you mentioning how like when all of that was like kind of like, coming to a head I remember you saying that your mom was like I just kept thinking of like you and Mm -hmm. your brother like I just kept and I'm like that's what like we can't disconnect from that stuff there's no way for us to like remove ourselves from it it is basically like seeing us it is seeing ourselves or watching ourselves die and it's like I don't think people understand the type of empathy that that, and when I say people, I mean white people, I don't think that most white people understand the type of empathy that that is and the way that that is like triggering and like, you know, and like, even when I, I always try to like tell people, I'm like, okay, let's imagine that that was like a white woman. Okay. Like y'all's kryptonite. Okay. Imagine it was a white woman dying slowly on your Mm -hmm. phone screen. Would you really be able to watch the whole thing? Would you mm-hmm. really be able to watch it from beginning to end, knowing that this is a real person mm-hmm. and they tr- you literally watched them die and it was a white mm-hmm. woman? I feel like most people would not be able to sit through that. And I know this for a fact because I remember reading a study somewhere where they were saying that um, there's like in movies and stuff like that like it was like several years before they were they would like show which like it's a lot in general but like showing black women be raped on tv wasn't a big deal showing a white woman raped on tv huge deal like uproar They're, like people would it was an issue right. and it was not a thing that was done for a long time because people cannot fathom white people cannot fathom to see one of their own go through something so traumatizing and yet we are expected to watch the same thing happen to ourselves over and over and over again and then you want us to politely ask you to stop killing us yeah it goes back to what i was saying about that um 
how patient you know we are and Mm -hmm. there's also something to be said about resilience as well right like I can't remember this quote verbatim but there's something along the lines of stop rewarding or um not rewarding but stop um acknowledging I guess black people for being resilient and start dismantling Mm. the systems that force them to be resilient exactly and it's like something along those lines and it's just so true but I wanted to quickly go back to what you were saying about um, I want to bring two points like you were saying talking about George Floyd and because I, I told when that was happening back in June, which is wild to, to believe. And I was talking to you mm-hmm. about how, yeah, how my mom reacted to it. And even in you telling that story back, I just kind of got like a little emotional because I was like, I think mm-hmm. in that moment, she I remember her being like, because he was this grown man was calling out for his mom. Mm-hmm. And she just kept seeing my brother and my face in that situation. And she can't turn yeah. that off as a mother of grown adults. Like she can't, she can't just, you know, oh, they're fine. Oh, they're good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. this yeah. is a very real thing that we're kind of, we're, we're talking about. But another thing too is empathy. It, it isn't or it should not be racialized though. And exactly. so many times, and I was thinking about this while you were talking, so many times there can be a like um, um, a bit, I guess, like a cognitive override when it comes to mm-hmm. it. Like some people can just decide. Like I know they possess the skill, but they can decide. Like oh no, I don't want to think about that right now. So I'm just gonna put that over there. You know, it's like yeah, no, I know. Like yeah, compartmentalize exactly. it. But, and they choose to kind of override that that empathy. But I'm like, but if you sat with mm-hmm. it for a moment we might actually be able to change these systems and that infrastructure, right? Exactly. Like if, we, if we just, if you just sat with, I'm saying you as in like, as, as, you know, the white bodies, if you sat in that and understood mm. how, yeah, uncomfortable it is and how disheartening mm-hmm. and it's not just, oh, sad. It's not just, I can't believe that happened. Like, y'all, like this is a real, real problem for Black and Indigenous yeah. people. Like this is a, like, and the the more you sit in it and understand it and feel it in your bones and try to relate to it, mm. like this could be your somebody you love. Like that's mm-hmm. when we can hopefully start, you know, when it comes to policy yeah. structure and ch- voting the right people in, uh, like under like mm-hmm. and changing that infrastructure and, and applying that so that we can actually get what you were saying. Um, not even that equality, but but we can get that equity in order to reach equality. Mm-hmm. Like that's just oof. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't remove yourself from the don't situation. Do don't like don't like just like be in yeah. it. See yourself yeah. in these situations. We've been forced to see ourselves in Many. white stories and white situations literally since we like popped out the mm. womb. So like we like we've we've come accustomed to that it's not it's not hard for me to feel empathy towards a white person it's i actually have to it's gonna make me sound like a dick but like whatever i do what i gotta do but i actually have to i have to sometimes work to turn that Mm -hmm. off because i will sometimes put myself in situations where i'm betraying myself because i'm feeling empathy towards my white counterpart for whatever mm-hmm. reason when it, yeah and it's like hey, that's not fair to me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like but y'all don't like y'all don't have it, it doesn't go both yeah. ways and that's not okay i've done that in dating for sure like i've i've definitely been oh, like yeah oh like 
you know, trying to humanize everybody and da 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 da. And then I'm just like, wait, like mm-hmm. I'm cheating on myself exactly. when I do that. It's like, like, yeah. that's not fair yeah. to me. Like, that's not. <laughs> But yeah, that's a whole other, obviously a whole yeah. other conversation. But um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to number nine. Mm. So number nine, this is, um, should go without saying, but allyship. Um, this one mm. pretty much speaks for itself. And, you know, true and authentic allyship is literally how we move any sort of a needle. And I've said it, I've said it time and time again, and I'm going to keep saying it. I'm, I don't plan on stop saying it until we get the changes that, you know, that are necessary. 3.3% mm-hmm. of a population cannot make real, tangible, systemic changes alone. It is impossible. Mm-hmm. It's going to require yeah. a lot more than that. It is going to require your help. It is going to require that you show up. And that mm-hmm. is what allyship is, 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 is filling in that other 97%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then convincing, like, if you are one person that is part of that 97%, mm-hmm. it is up to you as well to convince the rest of the 97% mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. be an mm-hmm. ally as mm-hmm. well. Like, that's up mm-hmm. to you. We cannot do that because the people that don't respect us already They're don't not gonna respect listen to us. us. They're not going to mm-hmm. listen to us. So, like, it's up to y'all. Like, that's, that's y'all are the ones that have to do mm-hmm. that, white mm-hmm. people, okay? That's it's it. It's you guys. Allyship. And I want to bring it back to something you had said months ago. But you were saying how it is important that you don't self-identify as an ally. Make sure you're doing the mm. work so that a, um, a marginalized person gets to, I, like, they get to, identify you as an ally like you don't get to be like oh I exactly am that's not as yeah. yeah it's not it's it's like a lion doesn't come in the room like i'm a lion yeah. <laughs> okay if you're a lion we'll see we can see that we know <laughs> you shouldn't have to be that analogy to right there if you're not a lion then we're gonna look at you and be like this yeah. is not they lion <laughs> but they lion though <laughs> not going to come in a room and say look i'm a lion yeah that's right Mm. but um the last key to anti-racism anti-racist behavior learning anti-racism um are you ready for this are you ready it's love so love not all you need is love because you need all the other nine also But uh, love says, um, the more deeply that we feel our own life, the more we experience our interconnectedness with others. This kind of love is a force for change. It bestows the courage to face the suffering in the world and the energy to act for its healing. Um, Personally, I think and I've always argued that, you know, like love is it. Like love, love is everything and not just in the verb of the word but it's literally what makes us up and makes us who we are and mm. i also think it's so important when it comes to love to feel love for marginalized people more than you feel love for your image more than you feel love for your mm-hmm. your fear 
or whatever roadblock is stopping you from facing racism head on like please like just i just i want to urge people to just feel love for 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 people that just deserve it that that like they're doing their best but aren't really given the same opportunities like yeah like i like mm-hmm. i mean i've always said I, I love love and love is so yeah, i do <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is yeah that's the makeup of who we are and uh, but in 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 kind of i guess reference to all of this it's let love trump like let ooh that's not bad i (laughs) (laughs) the my heart as soon as i said those two words in the same phrase was <laughs> let love um oh, let love i don't know be let triumph, triumph. thank you win yeah let love be the force that actually like and it goes back to that empathy and stuff just like it's it's like like gosh like forget about your image forget about you know like mm-hmm. all that stuff just like love people your neighbors whether they're black asian brown indigenous enough to just mm-hmm. end this, you know, like it's, we just got to end this. Like this is, yeah, this is not working. So we got to stop, <laughs> we got to stop it. And yeah. yeah, love is a big part of that. That's what I'm going to say. Love yeah. it. Anything you want to add to love? Um, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you covered it. <laughs> I'm like, there's no negative side to love, so I can't. <laughs> so I got nothing. <laughs> I want to talk about hate. No, I'm like that. <laughs> no, but for real, like, yeah, like I just think, like, yeah, like love and and a, a connectedness, right? Like those two things just kind mm. of. I think that's that should be like the the fuel that keeps people moving, and and hopefully, I want to hope that people. I don't know, can can feel it enough within themselves to to be not just as mad as we are, but like just as passionate, I guess, you know? And yeah. and to be like, yeah. yeah, like this is not working. Like this is not the answer. Or like I understand if it's not affecting you directly, it's easy to get pretty comfortable. But mm-hmm. that's where that that's where that comes empathy in. comes in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah that part right there so yeah but those i feel like that's a lot of um go ahead god energy oh yeah yeah like that's the way that i see just all 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 love love. all loving regardless of what or who you are oh man love on top let me just say that (laughs) (laughs) if you know you know But those are the 10 keys to everyday anti racism. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of add to that before we break? Um, Just a small, small Mm -hmm. thing that is uh, fits in a little bit everywhere, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, If you are a white person and you are friends with a person of color, and you ride hard for anti-racism. 
and then you have a falling out with this person of color. That does not mean that you stop writing for anti-racism. Because, again, empathy is not just something we we save for those that we know directly. Mm. So even if you, like, let's say, I'll use myself as an example. Let's say you met me one day and you haven't met a lot of black girls and you met me and I was a total bitch to you <laughs> for whatever reason. That does not mean... <laughs> That you now go and keep quiet about anti-racism. Because <laughs> that one time. Okay? Because I was a bitch one time. Or because one black <clears throat> girl was a bitch mm-hmm. to you. Or because one indigenous person said something. Like, that's not, that's not, that's not what this is about. That's not the God energy that mm-hmm. we're talking about when we talk about mm-hmm. love. So it needs to be, it needs to be all-encompassing. Because you do not stop, like... <laughs> loving your white friends because one white person said some shit to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's all the white people saying <laughs> shit to you. <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> I I'm just saying you're that like I, I you're not you're we're not doing this thing where it's like yeah my black friend and that's why I ride so mm-hmm. hard. I want I would like I would like white people I would like most white people most white people like statistically have all white circles i would like those people to be the ones where their friends are looking at them like why do you write so hard for anti-racism mm-hmm. like what's Wouldn't that about that cool? like you don't even yeah, yeah. like where, where's that where's that coming from and it's like it's coming from my fucking 10 keys to yeah. Yeah. anti-racism yeah. okay yeah. that's where it's coming yeah. from because i am educated and because i do things with intention and because i have, have courage three. because i have courage <laughs> and because I, I believe in their individuality and their humanity and their man i wrote all over and their equality <laughs> and also because i have empathy and because i some say i'm an ally Come on. <laughs> i don't say that <laughs> But if you see it, that's nice. <laughs> and also because I love people and human beings as well. Yes, 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 yes. And that's it. Okay, that is that on all. that. With that being said, let's leave it right there. Let's take a break and we'll be right And we are back. And queer and black. And it is time for pop culture. Period. So I got a little scratchy throat at the beginning of that. I didn't think I was going to make it through, but here I am. (laughs) But you did it. I did it. Yeah, you did. Pop culture, period. So we get five minutes on the clock. We have some pop culture topics we're going to come to the table with i will set up the story let y'all know what's good add five minutes to the clock and those five minutes are used to dissect and discuss um with that being said first story of the eve ning (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So on Saturday. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> on Saturday, this past Saturday. Saturday Night Live made its triumphant return, maybe not so triumphant, but made its return mm-hmm. to television uh, with host Chris Brown and special musical guest Megan the Stallion. Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Rock, not Chris Brown. <laughs> did I say Rock? Did you say Brown? You did. Oh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Thank There's you for so catching that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I it, oh God, and let's not. He would <laughs> yeah. never. He would never. Let's, I honestly, mm-mm. yeah. But we're gonna focus on Megan tonight. Tonight, anyway. So Megan, let's... who as most of us know, we've talked about this a few episodes prior, has kind of been embroidered in this. Well, in our opinion, this nonsensical debate surrounding whether Tory Lanes allegedly shot her i say allegedly because we don't want no lawsuits over here um allegedly shot her in the feed back in july so a lot of this Mm. stems because tory lanes released an album two weeks ago kind of denouncing his involvement in the shooting but even though there's evidence and whatnot but anyway so megan performed her song savage on snl and she used a portion of that performance to declare the importance of protecting Black women. She used mm. audio from activists, including Malcolm X's infamous, the most neglected person in America is the Black woman, also used mm. in Lemonade by our girl Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, she even denounced Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron um, yeah. whew, of his dealings over the Breonna Taylor case. Um, by showing the message, Daniel Cameron, and I quote, sorry, Daniel Cameron is no different than the sellout Negroes that sold our people into slavery. That was flashing Mm. on the screen as she stood there. I mean, Megan was playing no Mm. games. But um, the question is, really, what what did we think? And our time starts now. Love it. I I am a Megan Stan. Yeah. I am a Stallion <clears throat> Stan. I I love her. Mm. I think she's great. I think she's amazing. Mm. Um she's fan as hell. Mm-hmm. And with all of this nonsense that has been going on around her, it has really just made me gain more and more like respect and love yeah. for her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. She was put in this like i don't know everything that's kind of been happening around her not even to her i mean Mm. okay so things that happen to her but everything that's happening around her is so unfair and this is going to maybe stem from a bit of the conversation that we had earlier like she's been put in a position where she has to speak on behalf of so many black women Mm -hmm. and when she shouldn't have to do that i mean she has a platform so she's going to but should she have to? Not necessarily. But this is yeah. what we love about her is that she's going to. But I like there was a really, really, really great piece that I read. Uh, where was it? I think it was GQ of all places. Um, I can't remember the title, but basically it was about how if as a culture and society, we like we can't believe because what had happened basically with Tory Lanez releasing that album, saying he didn't do it. A mm. lot of a lot of black men and a lot of black women 
mm. went out and bought that album. A black, I'm saying, I'm, no one's exempt here. Went out yeah. and bought that album, streamed that album, said there's, it's important to listen to every side. It's important to gain both perspectives. Is it though? Is, is it, it though? though? And the thing is, if we as a culture and society, sorry, can't believe and protect Megan Thee Stallion, who is this beloved, you know, superstar, mm. for lack of better words, what chance do regular Black women have? L- listen, that right there, that right there, okay, mm. that part. Because I, this is the thing, this is the thing, I did not listen to Tory Lanez. You won't, you will never, fucking, you will never catch me slipping I, up. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm, never. Mm-mm. I, I listened to little clips that the Shade Room and whatever else posted and whatever, but I did not listen to the actual album i did not listen to a single song on it and nothing that i heard in any of those little clips made me want to listen to it mm-hmm. each word he said made me like it's i'm just Ooh, each single I'm word even, it was like a, fuck i haven't him heard a blip and i'm like, still you mad oh, <laughs> like nothing don't don't even bother because mm-hmm. it's just gonna piss no, you off no it's not like it's not he, for me the thing is <clears throat> and this whole thing where he's people are like oh you have to see both sides or whatever and like oh there's two sides to everything i feel like that's bullshit because the thing is when you look at the situation you have megan the stallion who we saw limping mm-hmm. okay leaving a trail of blood behind mm-hmm. her we saw her her actual foot mm-hmm. bandaged up mm-hmm. we saw post-surgery the, the, we saw yeah. we saw those photos we yes. saw there was apparently the report came out the doctor's report came out where they're like there was shrapnel in her that we removed from her feet mm-hmm. okay all of that says that she was shot Tori's dumbass wants to come and be like, well, how are you going to get shot and it's going to miss every tendon and every bone or whatever, like some bullshit like that where I'm like, so what you're basically wishing that there was more harm done. Yeah. Which is like uh, fucking and this kill is like This is but the other part of this too is like Megan in her initial statement didn't say anything because in that moment mm-hmm. was protecting Tory Lanez because knowing that the police were there because of the yeah. treatment of police towards black men. So it, exactly. even in that, st- and again, I know none of us mm. were there. I'm not speaking from like, oh, what I saw. Like, no, I'm just saying like all of the reports indicate to this. Okay, allegedly, 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 allegedly. I'm just, whatever. <laughs> but like all of the reports indicate to that. So it's really mm. frustrating that, and this was on the heels of Breonna Taylor's like, case too. That's the, the that's the worst fucking Oh, that part was the worst. Like, the it. timing was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. And it's like, so <clears throat> Megan has all of this, all of this very tangible evidence that she was shot in both feet. We all know that that mm-hmm. was the thing that happened, okay? That's not something that should be being debated. No, Tory Lanez dumbass comes and is like, well, I don't know, did it actually happen? And his his retort to that is basically like, I didn't do it. <laughs> but I'm like, nigga, you, were, ca- you were, were arrested with a gun. Are you dumb? Do you think we're dumb? I'm offended at how stupid you think I am. I'm not done, actually. I'm offended at how Go stupid on. this nigga thinks that, we, mm-hmm. that I am and that we as society are. And I'm offended at how stupid some people have been in this situation. Because if a woman comes and is like, this and this and this happened to me, here's the evidence. Here's the, there's a video of me limping and blood like leaving blood stains on the concrete as I walk. There's a picture. I had to put up a picture of my foot post-surgery. All of this evidence showing that this thing happened. And then the same night, we know the same night, 
Mr. Daystar or whatever the motherfucking name your mama called you is was arrested for having a gun. A logical human being would look at that situation and be like, Tory Lanez shot this woman. And y'all want to talk about both sides because Tory was like, nah, it wasn't me. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, to the black women that are believing that shit, <sighs> shame on you because mm-hmm. you know for a motherfucker, I know for a fact that, that multiple niggas have looked in your face and lied to you. To your face, looking in your eye. I promise you, niggas have lied to you over and over again. And you want to believe this nigga? Mm. For what? Why? Uh, based on what? Like, show me some type of... If it wasn't you, Tori, who was it? Who was it? Like, explain... Get, yeah, there was say, no say one something. else in the car. What, so, like, what? Yeah. Who, because you're the one that had the gun. Mm-hmm. And you're the one that seems to be mad and feeling all types <clears> of ways based on your fucking, like, whatever your fucking in your feelings as songs you put out. Mm-hmm. Like honestly like fuck off stop making music Mm -hmm. don't talk anymore like literally just go fucking i wish you would like go try to swim to fucking Mm. i don't know antarctica or wherever (laughs) the fuck because i know you ain't gonna make it and i'm just sick of your ass shit wait i'm I'm actually before upset about that situation on all of Mm. that a thousand percent i'm with you i feel it in my bones a thousand percent yes 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 did you say his mama called him daystar (laughs) that's that's not his are you kidding so yeah i think it is his name is not tory his name is is not tory (laughs) bruh his name is not tory he Goodbye. Wishes. Good night. <laughs> Good <laughs> night. I'm it, to be sure, but I'm 99% sure. Mm-mm. No, no, I'm done. No, no. No, no. Uh oh man, I Googled Tori. Oh, his name is Daystar. Goodbye. Shemuel <laughs> Shua Peterson. <sighs> Daystar Shemuel. Okay. Yeah. That's what his mama named Ooh, him. Man. I love that you stopped to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, whoa. You're like, wait, so you said <laughs> what his mama calls him. It ain't nowhere in That's the name, Tory or Elaine's. None. Nowhere. Okay. All mm. right. All right. Well, go off. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> yeah. Moving on to a. I think in both of our opinions, a much more respectable um, person in pop culture, Mariah Carey. Oh. Mariah Carey, who is currently on a press run for the release of her memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, which I cannot wait to read. Um, Mm -hmm. So she was recently asked by a journalist if Mariah sees herself as a diva or as high maintenance. And Mariah, (laughs) in true Mariah fashion, replied with the following, and I quote, you know what? I don't give a shit. I am high maintenance because I deserve to be at this point. That may sound arrogant, but I hope you frame it within the context of coming from nothing. If I can't be high maintenance after working my ass off my entire life, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we all had to be low maintenance. Hell no. I was always high maintenance. It's just I didn't have anyone to do the maintenance when I was growing up, end quote. Mm. So the question is, Mariah carry on to something here? Is she a diva? And are you going to read the memoir? Our time starts now. 
Yes, yes, and <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> as far as memoirs go, this is like, this is the one. I feel like, especially for like people or artists that we kind of grew up with, like mm-hmm. this is the one that I really, I can't wait to stick my feet into. And you know, into. I don't know. I really don't know anything about her, like, upbringing. Right. Like, I don't know shit about it. Like, yeah. I don't remember. In my head, she's been famous since forever. I, yeah. <laughs> like, she's just been Because singing. I guess you're right. Like, she was, like, we would have been, I mean, we're 89. She came out in 91. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, my whole life, she's been her. famous. <laughs> <laughs> and she was quite young when she came out. Like, exactly. she wasn't, like, grown, right? Exactly. So I just exactly. assumed exactly yeah. no i oh man but even that whole rhetoric around like her just kind of like being like yeah no i'm high maintenance and i deserve to I be so true it's like yeah i love why because not? i get called high maintenance a lot <laughs> and why are you laughing though? i'm not just taking a sip of my wine mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> anyways i get called high maintenance a lot um, that is a thing that happens to me a lot. I, um, I don't care that much, mm-hmm. honestly, anymore because I'm like, I, I like what I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm particular about what I like. And it's like, the thing is for most, for the most part, I maintain myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, part, just because yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody's like, Oh, you're so picky about the, Oh, you're very high maintenance. <clears throat> like, um, I'm high maintenance because, one, it's like if you say you're going to do something, you need to do it well or not at all. Mm. And two, like I, if I like something a certain way, I will do it that way for myself because I can't trust none of y'all motherfuckers mm. to do it right. Most so of your the time. high maintenance stems from your own expectations for yourself. It's not exactly. so much what you want, what you need or want from other people. Um, mostly just because I could never get it from other people. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Got it, got mm. it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, on the, I'm, I'm trying to frame it. I guess I like that she, what she said. I, I hope you frame it in the sense that I came from nothing, so now I am mm-hmm. something. Because she had to work her ass off to get to where she yeah. is. Um, and yeah, she and like, was like, why work your ass off to settle for like the same old shit? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Like she deserves, she deserves everything that's, you know, and it, she didn't, <laughs> this wasn't given or granted to her. Like she had to work incredibly mm-hmm. hard. Like the, yeah, I, I, I'm not even like, I'm just on an artist level, I guess, like Mariah Carey, who is, you know, she is the voice. She is, yeah. she is that, she is the, that voice. And, mm-hmm. um, <sighs> that's a lot of discipline that's a lot of um kind of like in order to preserve that voice that takes a lot of work yeah. you know so mm-hmm. i think yeah she deserves every right to be hype and it's like if she says i want honey in my tea get her honey in her tea because she's got to perform right? tonight so like yeah. just little things like that that i'm just but i'm sure that's like to this extent but even the question of diva like that 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 term that came up like is she a diva mm. And I don't really know how else to define diva other than a diva a is a female version, version of a hustler. Because <laughs> <laughs> what Beyonce say? But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, and by that definition, she absolutely, absolutely <laughs> she is, and I think she reserves every every right, every single right, every right there is to give, to mm. be high maintenance, to be a quote-unquote diva. I do have to pose the question, though, 
would this be? How come, not even would this be, how come this, this framing is never towards men? Would because a journalist men ever are allowed to do whatever that? the fuck they want <laughs> without any consequence. <laughs> but what, like, would a journalist ever ask, like, the, you know, whoever Mariah Carey's male counterpart is? I don't know off the top of my head. But would a woman ever ask, like, Phil Collins? I don't know. Like, who's well, Phil Collins? I don't know. I just, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of somebody that's been around since the 90s. Elton John. Oh Elton God. John. Elton John. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's different. Well, he that's, is a bit yeah. Of a yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, actually, <laughs> uh, I can't think of anybody. Let me, uh, um, like, somebody from the 90s. That was Jagged Edge. Jail. I don't really <laughs> but know if like they not, would deserve. Yeah. yeah. But not, anyway, yeah. would a male counterpart be asked that question in an interview? Absolutely not. Unlikely. Yeah. Absolutely not. So even posing that question towards her, I'll say, like, elements of sexism. Oh. Um, elements of, of, of sexism there for sure. But Absolutely. You know. Yeah. What it? What are we gonna do? But mm. all right. Well, with that being said, let's take our last break, and we'll be right back with speak. Oh, by the way. Oh, before we mm. break, sorry. Um, we should both get the book, and we should book club it. Oh my gosh! So much fun. Yeah, love it. Okay, take a break, yeah. and we'll be okay. right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And we are back. And queer and black. And it is time to speak on that. All right. So speak on that. A Mm. segment where we come at y'all with um, something that is on our minds. This week we're going to do things a little, not differently per se, but we're just going to align ourselves Given that it is Thanksgiving weekend, well, I guess week slash weekend here in Canada, we want to speak on one thing that each of us are thankful for. And, or two things. Or two things. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I know you got things brewing in your head. But do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? No, you, you go think? first. You go I first. go first? Okay. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. I do just want to quickly say, before I say anything else, I am going to speak on what I'm thankful for, but I just, I'm going to, I'm even timing myself. I'm giving myself a minute and 30 seconds to talk about the Real Houses Potomac. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) the episode, it was the episode that aired most recently, sorry, was the fallout or the follow-up of the Monique and Candace fight that we were talking about last week. Mm -hmm. Now, Basically, what happened this episode is all the women, besides Canned with an I in her name, Candy S, um, <laughs> they sit in a room, everyone but her, and basically kind of like not chastise Monique, but just kind of like be like, hey, like, what was that sort of situation? I have so many thoughts, and I, I that, mm, that what, if well, this wasn't Thanksgiving, this was totally going to make me speak on that. So it's weird that I'm making it my speak on that. But it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart. I have lots of opinions. It hurt my heart to see mm. Monique in that position because she genuinely was still affected by um, not just her own actions, but everybody kind of attacking her. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurt my heart to see nobody extend grace, but I should say nobody, but basically the three women that were there, um, Giselle, Robin, 
and uh, Wendy, who's new, they were, the, none of them were extending grace towards her. They mm-hmm. were just chastising her. And I do not like when I see people in general, whether it's reality TV or real life, kind of pile on to people. It just, it makes me very yeah. uncomfortable. I just don't think it's fair. I think, like, especially when <clears throat> she deserved it. <laughs> she asked to get dragged and she got dragged. She did ask for it. It did. Also, like, the narrative, again, I spoke about this last week, but, like, the the, the fact that they're kind of, approaching this from a this is not what black women do standpoint is so unfair to Monique because Mm -hmm. she reserved every right to feel what she was feeling in that moment and again does not need to uphold every single black woman who is walking on this earth that is not her job that is not her duty and another (laughs) thing okay Mm. um when you say that this is not what black women do so black women don't defend themselves mm, so black on. women don't stand up for themselves <laughs> so black women just allow people mm-hmm. to talk shit in their face and mm-hmm. talk to them all crazy mm-hmm. and then not do anything about it like what you mean it by was that just statement? gross to like watch the respectability politics of it all mm. play out because i was like this is not even you talking you didn't come here to like listen to her you came here to chastise her yeah hated it hated it miss wendy miss wendy miss wendy i know you're not listening but i'm still gonna say this <laughs> your finger you don't know you don't know <laughs> <You're right. laughs> you need to put the finger down and watch your tone because Ooh. your kids are not in that room the, your ki- these are not chill- these are not your kids you're talking to these are grown women you're talking the way she wa- wagged her finger raised Ooh. her tone i was like wendy 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 watch it watch <laughs> it these are not your children Tone these are grown down, women so that's what i'm gonna say about that okay what i am thankful for and i mean this <laughs> from the bit and the, the bottom of my heart mm. the bottom of my heart and this is gonna sound so cliched but i am running with it until the day is done i am so thankful for family and i'm so Mm. thankful for friends and i'm thankful for human connection i'm thankful for people that continue to lift me up to guide me in this world to just inspire me that love me unconditionally that allow me to be who i am to the fullest extent i am thankful for settings or and people where i'm just i look around the room and i just see people that i love i'm just thankful i'm thankful for, for for truthfully for having people be placed in this earth at the same time as me that we could have what we have it is remarkable it's amazing i feel low-key i've been blessed with some incredible people and i'm not even lying when i say that i have been blessed you beyond you know what i mean like it's just like i just i'm so thankful for for Mm -hmm. for friendship and and i like oh my gosh it's like to, to people that just as I said, allow me to be who I am. People allow that allow me allow me to have a space to talk about what I want to talk about, um, to feel what I'm feeling, to processing what I'm processing. Like it is just wild to me, and it seems like such a simple thing. But I quickly am I'm understanding to some degree that not everybody has that, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just. Or not just saying that, but I'm also like, I, I don't, I, I don't ever want to take it for granted. I'm just so mm. thankful for, for, for that. And especially as we were talking about earlier, this period of time, um, as difficult as it is to navigate and as confusing it is for me personally, I'm just so thankful to have people 
surround me with love um and and I'm just I just yeah it's wild I'm just beyond beyond <laughs> grateful and thankful for for all that so that's what I'm thankful for what you think oh that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I could have kept going but I was like I know me. you could have I, I spent half I was, of that talking I was, about, I was I about I to <laughs> let you I was I hope let I spent you. more time talking about that than I did Potomac though because <laughs> if I did <laughs> If I didn't, I apologize. I'm not but sure, really but know you know either. what? It's fine because either way, the passion was felt it in was, both speeches. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, like, and let me just say this too. Let me just say this. This mm-hmm. is going to be very important because a lot of what we talk about on this podcast, specifically, especially today's episode, you know, we're really, we're really trying to denounce. Uh, the the like just well every episode or almost every episode or not every episode we're really just trying to strip away white supremacy that's what we're trying to do mm-hmm. now my white people my white friends <laughs> <laughs> y'all let me just say this are the good ones <laughs> you, you, y'all you the, are the, the people re- that happen to be white <laughs> <laughs> not quite the white yeah. people but the people that exactly. happen we're always to talking be white. about the bodies not the individuals within the body we're talking about the mm-hmm. bodies and how society um kind of structures those bodies so i just want to say if anybody's ever listening that's just like oh my god does he does he hate us blah, 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 blah. no 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 y'all know who you are you know you are good you know the work you're doing you mm. know that you know that and i'm very grateful but, for that <laughs> but also keep doing that work if- you have to ask maybe just oh, that's a very good that's a very see good point if there's anything that you have done or that's thought a very or good said point. that might be borderline or iffy mm-hmm. because that's a good, that's a good point. the people really good point. that the white people that know you the white people that know us yes will know when so right. and when we are not talking about them thousand percent so if yeah, you you know if what it's iffy, you come on now you said come on come on come, maybe just it. reevaluate a little <laughs> bit and there's just something to be said though even when you're reading something or whatever like if you feel like something is about you you know if there's... the shoe fits <laughs> put it on walk around see how it feels but... Exactly. <laughs> but in this case, it's, that's such a good point. Like, you know, just, you know, you know, you know, but if you feel, just ask. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> we will answer. <laughs> but no, for real, I am just so thankful. Just grateful for human connection and friendship and love and all of its uh, shapes, ways, and forms. And that is um 2020 with what's been happening Mm. i think we've been really forced to look at what we have actually this oh let me let me go on another preacher Mm. this this is what we are forced to look around when we can't escape what what is in in and around us when we can't escape like i just want to go on a trip or i just want to go over that i just when Mm -hmm. you have to quickly realize that your surroundings are what you have Mm. It makes it that much more vital and important to realize that, like, wow, I 
one of two things I am quite blessed or I'm not where I want to be yeah you know what I mean and for me I've really taken I've spoken about this on this show I've really taken like an audit of just been like yo like I'm very I'm very blessed and Mm -hmm. I'm very just like it's the little things that are that really end up making me happy like when I thought it was the big things I was like wow it's really the little things you know what I mean like yeah because yeah. you know there's not much to do anymore there's not places to be or go or da, 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 da. I was like wow like I I guess it really is just the people in my life that make me happy <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not that I've done it before but it's just it's cool to come to that conclusion and Protecting your peace is huge. Protecting your peace, protecting your peace, protecting your peace. Continue mm-hmm. to exercise that. I'm preaching to myself when I say that, but that's what I'm thankful for, for learning those lessons. So, yeah. I love it. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Love what, it. What, love what it. you thankful for, girl? I mean, I had something and I forgot because you got me <laughs> just hyped up about all the people in your life. <laughs> So I'm going to say instead, I'm thankful that I am that bitch. Mm. Let me explain. Go ahead. Let me elaborate. Go ahead. I, okay. So like there's a slew of issues that I have, um, both physically hypothetically mentally like just I'm sometimes I'm like damn bitch you a whole mess (laughs) that being said when I look back at the mess that I was previously and how far I've come since then like honestly even just from like this time last year I there's been a lot There's been a lot that I've gone through. There's been a lot that I have been working on. And it's like a thing that I I don't often take the time to celebrate my own growth. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do it right now because like, yeah, like I said, I'm that bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a thing that I, my therapist actually told me. Um, in so many words, he was like, you're that bitch. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I mean, like when you you're it like that, he's like, he's like, we have had like, what, three sessions. And like, in that time, you've done this and this and this, and you've worked on this and you've acknowledged this and you've been working on this. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess, but Mm. it's like, I really like that was in three, four sessions And that got me thinking about the year, not this year, because it's trash. Mm. But yeah, no, even this year, because it's trash. And I've still like, I have had as many breakdowns as I've had. I haven't broken down, you know, Mm, I love like I have, I love that. I have cried many, many times. Mm. And another thing my therapist said to me is that just because you're suffering and crying through it doesn't mean that you're not growing through it and doesn't mean that you're not like processing it and surviving it and like managing it. So like if you have to cry, which I do sometimes, um, it's like, go ahead and do it. And that doesn't mean that you're weak. And that doesn't mean that 
you're like that's not that's not an L for you. Mm-hmm. Crying is not an L. Sometimes that's just the way that you need to like release your tensions or Absolutely. whatever. So I'm thankful for me being that bitch. I love it. I'm thankful for my therapist reminding me that I'm that bitch. I love it. And I'm thankful for all the people in my life that have made me this bitch. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's that part right there. Oh, I that love is all. it. I love it. Isn't that just it? That's straight up. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I loved that. And really real talk on on um kind of speaking to you know seeking out therapy and and being so open and vulnerable when it comes to that i think is super vital especially within the Mm. black community um who knew i could open up to a white man (laughs) who knew not me he's doing a good job i love that he's doing really great yeah that means he took college seriously (laughs) 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 truly truly did yeah he's got that empathy thing down yes absolutely mm. empathy is <laughs> down yes oh but with that being said always i'm thankful for you obviously of course and, and i'm thankful for you oh gosh and just doing this every week is just yes just mm-hmm. mm, just feels at every time again the, it's cathartic and and yeah and it's just it's just so i don't it's like what mm, yes just thankful for you <laughs> <laughs> But as always, y'all can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Well, I guess you'd say social media mm-hmm. um, at Speak on That Pod. That is on Instagram and Twitter. My apologies. And we can also be found on TaylorMade Radio, mm-hmm. which you can find at TaylorMadeRadio.com. Mm-hmm. And you can also find the TaylorMade Radio. YouTube channel on YouTube if you search Taylor Made Radio, Radio. Taylor the name not the profession <laughs> and you can also find us in our home <laughs> <laughs> eating turkey <laughs> yes. and enjoying lives yes, and exactly. being that bitch it, yes always <laughs> happy thanksgiving canadian thanksgiving to all of our mm-hmm. listeners thank you we're thankful for you we should say thank you for riding with us thank you for listening to us just do what we do um mm-hmm. super thankful for that but lena love you deep i love you wide and until next time bye, bye. <laughs>